You are listening to The Concierge on Monocle Radio. Coming up on today's programme, we explore perhaps the finest hotel on the shores of Italy's loveliest lake. From Tallinn to Montreal, we put your questions to our concierge service and we explore why in the US, East Coasters still love holidaying on Block Island. I've always been drawn to aquamarine. So aquamarine is in the barrel family and it comes in all types of blues and it's really in a range of ocean hues. We meet the man who built the Amalfi Coast's first new hotel in 15 years in the Travel Interrogator. This is a mix of great architecture and uh, most important, it reflects the beauty of the Italian design. That is all to come on The Concierge in association with Allianz Partners. Welcome to The Concierge on Monocle Radio with me, Robert Bounds. And we start our programme on the shores of Italy's loveliest lake, Lago di Como, home to that most magical of hotels, the Villa d'Este, she of the floating pool and commanding freshwater vistas. It's been one of Europe's essential stays for some 150 years and counting. And we're lucky enough to speak to Vera Mazzone, who's the Villa d'Este's front of house manager. Vera, it is wonderful to kick off the programme this week. Fresh and straight from the shores of Lake Como. How is the Villa d'Este faring this summer? Well, it's been a swinging and sparkling summer here with good vibes for everybody. We have lots of spots lined on us and on this, on Lake Como. We have a wonderful, uh, yes, swinging and musical summer for our great customers and great clients. Our guests really enjoy the elegance and quite atmosphere of the lake combined with the lovely music. So we had a great summer beginning with a great maestro with us. We had Zubin Meta with, his, with the orchestra, with the Camera del Maggio Musicale Fiorentino with us. He's a, a great, great maestro. And he was playing with 40 pieces orchestra. And uh, it was a, one of the most magical event to start with for our summer. The program with the summer festival gets on and on. You know, we have lots of music, uh, music for our ears, but there's going to be music for our mouth because uh, the end of the galas are always with the great specialties and a culinary voyage with our chef, uh, Michele Zambanini. And uh, is music for our eyes because the setting is Villa d'Este and the, one of the leadest floral designers at the moment, Vincenzo Dascagno, is really getting the setting of all this beautiful gala really, really special. I feel like I'm there. I feel like I am cooling my feet in the fresh waters of, of Lake Como, Vera. What in your mind, and I don't know if you are a sort of lakeside local from birth, but what is the difference between beachfront vibes and lakeside vibes, in your opinion, Vera? In my opinion is that the lakeside vibes are much, it's are quieter and if I may say more elegant and not so, I mean, we have vibes, but not so hectic. <laughs> so it's definitely more quiet. 
There are definitely, most of the waves that are made on, on Lake Como come from a, a classy Riva motorboat, don't they? They're not the crashing, they're not the crashing waves of the sea. And I love the aesthetic of the Villa d'Este, Vera. I'm sure you and the, and the senior members of staff have conversations about redecoration and revamping and stuff. But I think the, the Villa d'Este stands alone in being a sort of classic hotel that really knows what its status is, where it sits on the lake and the importance of of kind of providing a similar service, if not the same service, as the years go by. And I mean that in a very good way. Could you sum up the kind of design aesthetic for listeners that might furiously be searching for this on, online as we speak? But uh, could you sum up the aesthetic of the Villa d'Este for some of our listeners, perhaps? The vibes of the hotel is a historical one, very classic. But it, the feeling is that Villa d'Este is a destination itself, not only as, a, as an hotel, but as in creating special experiences, not only inside an hotel room, but it's what we are offering as an experience outside. Everything must be experienced like a, uh, like a boat ride, discovering the charming areas here in front of us and around us is experiencing the activities on site, like listening to the special music of uh, Maestro Zubin Meta or any other event here on site, uh, rather than uh, enjoying uh, the food festival on site or with our restaurants and uh, restaurants offers. Or, you know, just uh, walking around our beautiful property, you know, with 25 acres and a lot of history to talk about. Every corner you, you enjoy here on site, on property, can be seen as an historical activity, but at the same time, uh, you know, a good a sort of um, health activity. <laughs> so you can walk around the property and enjoy that on a sportive point of view or from an historical point of view. So... It's really, you know, property that has a soul that can combine the active life and the non-active life. Like uh, the, you know, as we say in Italian, il dolce far niente. There's a sweetness of doing nothing <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you for that weekend away very soon, Vera. And maybe you could get, we, this, this show is called The Concierge. We often speak to concierges um, at this point in the programme near the, near the top of the show. You're going to have to fill in, if you don't mind, Vera, at the Villa d'Este. What would be sort of perhaps two or three of the classic things that you would recommend a first-time guest to the Lago di Como and the Villa d'Este to do? What would I do if I were coming as a Como virgin, I wonder? Well, first I would say when you arrive here, you, um, the first thing to do is to enjoy the property and to discover the property itself. Uh, and then maybe to get outside and enjoy the little village. We have a little pearl here called Cernobio. It's a very nice Italian village uh, along the lake. Uh, and it's nice to walk around the, the little historical part of the, of the village. And then maybe enjoy the dinner on site for the first night. And then the second day, maybe to enjoy the beauty of the Lake Como, maybe with a, a completely sustainable and wooden boat that we offer to our guests to enjoy the first basin of the lake or maybe to enjoy the view of the beautiful gardens of Villa Valbianello or in Villa Carlotta or even to head up to Bellagio if you wish to enjoy for five hours driving. Then uh, you can come back and enjoy the pool uh, bar and then uh, why not? Maybe just uh, an afternoon to re fully relaxation on the floating pool on the lake and to end uh, your day maybe with an aperitif on the lake and enjoy maybe dinner outside in a walking distance just to try something else. 
The third day, you can enjoy an activity like a biking or a hiking day to discover the beauty of the surroundings. You know, Lake Como is really a postcard itself because you have the lake, you have the mountains in front of you, so you have a complete cartolina, as we say in Italian, as a, a complete postcard. And you can enjoy this postcard from different perspectives and point of views. And for sure, either hiking or biking can be the best way to enjoy the area. And then maybe relax at the beauty center with the massage and the bathing in the, in the pool, in the floating pool outside again. And then complete your experience in one of our restaurants on site. Maybe the fine dining La Veranda, which is the most uh, elegant restaurant to fully, you know, breathe the lake area and the lake atmosphere. And then, uh, you know, check out the day after with the willing to come back. I don't want to check out. I'm refusing to leave. It sounds too good to be true. <laughs> Thank you, Vera, um, for talking us through that beautiful cartolina of Lake Como and giving us a little pencil portrait of the hotel as well. So it takes up such an important space on the lake. That floating pool is an icon of European tourism. It really is beautiful. Thank you very much indeed to Vera Mazzoni. And she is the Villa Deste's front of house manager. We toast her here on the concierge. <laughs> And now to our very own Little Black Book, the part of the programme where we look to our correspondents all across the globe to answer your questions. The concierge desk is open for business. And first up, it's Teresa Garande from San Francisco. Dear concierge, I will be visiting Estonia for a week and plan to be in Tallinn and on Saarema Island. Do you have any recommendations for a truly local experience? And our man in the Nordics, Petri Burtsov, is on hand to answer this one. Estonia is still relatively untouched by mass tourism, and it is easy to find authentic local experiences. In Tallinn, the medieval old town is beautiful, but for a more local vibe, head to the vibrant and youthful Deliskivi neighborhood. Juniperium Distillery has some of the best cocktails in Estonia, and the famed chef Peter Biel's restaurant on the top floor of the Fotografiska Museum is a wonderful window into the flavors of Estonia. Another monocle favorite is the Lore Bistro in the Noblesne district of Tallinn. Saarema is known both for its natural beauty as well as its spas. A visit to the historic spa town of Kuresari is a must. To truly immerse yourself in the island's natural beauty, we recommend a stay at the countryside resort of Laugu. It's an old farmhouse that also features an authentic Estonian smoke sauna for which the country earned a UNESCO cultural heritage status. For something more upscale, we recommend staying at the Badaste Manor on the adjacent island of Muhu, a two-kilometer bridge from Saarema, which is the finest of Estonia's numerous historic manor houses. When it comes to food, it is hard to beat Sarg, a family-run restaurant in the small fishing village that relies solely on local fresh produce and particularly freshly caught fish. Next up, it's a question from Elena Rowan, a listener who's recently moved to Montreal. Hi, concierge. What hidden gems or special places can you recommend in and around Montreal, Canada? Thank you from a loyal Monocle Weekend edition and Confect magazine reader. Monocle's correspondent in Toronto, Thomas Lewis, has cast his net westwards to give us his recommendations. 
It feels that Montreal has changed fairly quickly in lots of different ways over the past few years, which means that there are lots of newer, special places and hidden gems popping up in the city all the time. Or indeed, new iterations of venues and parts of the city that have been staples for decades. That might be in the neighbourhoods that are enjoying a fresh lease of life thanks to city efforts to pedestrianise certain streets, for example. Or fresh approaches to the city's existing infrastructure. The borough of Ville-Marie, for example, has just unveiled a new use for a major viaduct that runs through the area by planting grapevines along its span. Keep your eyes out for the fledgling vines that are draping down along the concrete now, but it'll take a few more years to take a sip of the viaduct-grown vintages that this unusual urban vineyard will eventually produce. One hidden gem that you should definitely take a wander through is Park Frederick Back, north of downtown. It's a vast urban meadow and a public park that's been planted incrementally over the past few decades on the site of a former quarry, which later became a city landfill. It's one of the largest green infill projects ever to have been undertaken in a North American city, and the penultimate stage of the greening process has just been completed, with the entire site set to be finished in the next few years. It's named in honour of the late illustrator and short film director Frederick Back, who won two Oscars in the 1980s for his animated short films during a storied career. For food and drink, it's always worth paying a visit to Montreal's fine array of indoor markets. The Art Deco Atwater Market opened in 1933 and was built along the Lachine Canal. It's a particular staple, and as well as being home to stalls run by many of the region's best-regarded producers of fruit and vegetables, meats and cheese, it's also over the years been a place where Montreal's newer food and drink entrepreneurs have launched their goods. The reimagined interiors of the former velodrome built for the Olympic Games in 1976, which remain the only time the Summer Games have been hosted in a Canadian city, are also worth a visit. It's now Montreal's biodome, housing greenhouses and science exhibits, and was redesigned by the city's Canva architecture studio, who've reimagined the space without cluttering out the swooping concrete spans of the original, which were created by the French architect Roger Taubert. If you're planning a visit in winter, pop to the McCord-Stewart Museum, which has honed its focus over the past few years as a fine repository of Montreal's rich visual, cultural and social history. Each Christmas, the museum unveils the wonderful animatronic dioramas that for years graced the windows of Montreal's most prestigious department store, Ogilvy. The two large mechanised scenes, one installed outside the museum, the other inside, were created for Ogilvy by the storied German toymaker Steiff in 1927 and were a huge annual draw to the shop's windows until they were donated to the museum in 2018. Finally, you should book a table at a venue that's been a special place for generations of Montrealers. Gibby's. It's an institution of a steakhouse in the city, tucked away inside a set of stone former stables in the old city, which opened as a dining room in 1969. The portion sizes might leave little to the imagination, but they'll certainly sate any remaining appetite you have for discovering parts of the city as you conclude your trip to Montreal. Thanks, Tomas. And if you have a question for the concierge, please do write to us. Send your questions to concierge at monocle.com. And my thanks again to Petri Bertsov and Tomas Lewis. Just like the Monocle team, Allianz Partners is committed to helping you build exceptional experiences. 
Allianz Partners' reputation for excellence and the continuous drive to innovate means the business is uniquely equipped to accompany its partners and customers with their ever-changing travel needs. So get out there and visit the places, enjoy the experiences, and meet the people changing the world of hospitality for the better. Allianz Partners. Get the most out of your experience with peace of mind. In the high summer months, there's a time-honoured American tradition for East Coasters in sweltering cities to decamp to the islands and inlets scattered along the New England coastline. One of those is Block Island, a tiny offshore outpost just off Rhode Island, where a clutch of new hotels and retail brands have opened up in recent years, started by people who grew up visiting the block as kids and felt the draw to return. We put Monocle's US editor Chris Lord on a ferry to find out more. We're sailing into some thick morning fog off the coast of New England. But then, a trip to Block Island has always been about leaving the world behind. In the 1880s, the New York Times ran a travel feature about Block Island, back when this place was lighting up with the first steamships that took hedonists on their holidays from the mainland. The paper called it the lazy man's paradise. These days, the block is often talked about in the same breath as the ritzy exclusive islands Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket, but it is probably the most down-to-earth of the three. So I've just stepped off the ferry. It's incredibly hot here on Block Island, and I've just found what I'm told is Rhode Island's national drink. This is Barbara. And Barbara, what are you selling out of your cart here? <laughs> I'm selling a frozen soft lemonade. And it's basically like crushed ice with lemon powder. It's not even a real lemonade. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to have to take some because I'm going to melt otherwise. So can you get me a cup together? I'm on Block Island to meet the designer, Mary McGill. She's been visiting the island with her family since she was a kid. Mary has crafted a jewellery and lifestyle brand rooted in island life and is one of a number of entrepreneurs who spent childhoods on Block Island and are coming back here with ideas for new businesses. The block is only seven miles long, so you can easily get around on foot. But if you do need a pair of wheels, don't take one of the mopeds that drive the locals mad and opt instead for some pedal power. A bike can be rented for cheap right there on the seafront. Well, Mary, thank you so much oh for having me. Now, Mary, you've got a very long relationship with Block Island, haven't you? Just tell me a bit about coming out here as a kid and now coming back and really, you know, starting your studio, but also your art gallery as well. Yeah. So um, I grew up every summer coming out here and Block Island was also a place where my mom and I always painted or sewed or crafted. And I started the company out here 10 years ago or 11 years ago out at the farmer's market. Vast open fields in the ocean and it just kind of feeds my soul all year round. So, yeah. so talk me through some of the jewelry because yeah. you're right, it has a feeling of being sort of soaked by the Atlantic Ocean, isn't it? Yeah, so I've always been drawn to aquamarine. So aquamarine is in the barrel family and it comes in all types of blues and it's really in a range of ocean hues. So that's why I was drawn to it first. Now I've kind of been drawn to sapphires as more of the deep cut in the ocean blues. 
you know, from the beginning, I've been inspired by like the grasses here. So that's where you see sort of the amber colors and the imperial topaz. The ocean is really represented by the pearls and the aquamarines. My initial design language was really understanding like what surrounded me here. And as you see, like the stone walls and stuff like that. I don't know, this is a beach stone from Block Island, which I then set in gold. Mary takes me on a trail behind her home. Block Island could easily have been overdeveloped, she explained, but the foresight of a few local families meant that almost half of the island has been set aside as conservancy, largely untouched countryside. The trail right on the other side, I promise. And so we're walking just down the trail from your house and your studio down towards the ocean. We can just hear the ocean if we can't quite see it with the fog. <laughs> yeah, I promise you, it's right down there. No, this is the spot where if I ever need to have calm, like in my mind or my day, I just close my eyes and like, this is it right here. You can just hear the ocean, can't you? Yeah. And you can, I don't know, the coastline that you can see. If I close my eyes, I can see that coastline right there and the shape of the cliffs. And it just gives me something. Mary McGill sells her jewellery and a selection of other ocean-facing brands from her shop on the seafront in New Shoreham. Just down the road, Tori Jones Studio presents vintage furniture finds and Japanese stationery in a homely wooden coastal shack. All over this island, mainlanders with fond memories of childhood spent on the block are breathing fresh life into old spaces. When we took over, we were fortunate because the structure of the place and the amazing property that it sits on were really sort of one of a kind. Doug Farron took over the Victorian-era Atlantic Inn back in March. The fact that it had been really well kept by the prior owner gave us the opportunity to give it the cosmetic lift we really wanted. Now, most importantly, what you have preserved is cocktail hour here on this vast lawn. Isn't it? Tell me a bit about that. The cocktail hour here is really special. It has this beautiful view overlooking the harbor, overlooking the island, all the way to the mainland. And it's somewhere, you know, we, our, our family growing up from coming out here since birth, really, you know, we would congregate in the lawn as kids, as, you know, adults celebrating events. And so it's a special experience that really came with the property that we've embraced and, you know, continue to offer. And so all through here, it's coming into the lobby now and into the bar area. So all this used to be carpeted. It was a navy carpet throughout here that ran through the restaurant and the walls were all yellow. And you know a lot of Victorian furniture but not as cohesive as a theme as we were looking for. So you know one of the first things we wanted to do was redo the flooring throughout. So we were able to find this beautiful mosaic tile and put together a great pattern in the bar and then led that into a hardwood, a nice beautiful hardwood throughout the restaurant. The Victorian character of Block Island is very important to understand, isn't it? It was a holiday place for wealthy mainlanders who came and had houses out here, is that right? Late 1800s, the island became an interesting attraction for folks from the mainland, from Newport. You had a huge explosion, which is why there's so many late 1800s buildings, including this building, which was built in 1879. We have this, these beautiful ocean-facing rooms where you can, you know, you have a beautiful look over the town, down to the water. Block Island is not Montauk, it's not Long Island, even though so many people do come here, it's not packed out with tourists. Is that a good thing? 
Yeah, I mean, part of what makes the character Block Island is, you know, both the challenge to get here, the fact that you have to take a boat or a small plane or some other way to get to the island. Um, you can't just drive here. And also that there's only so many rooms to stay in. So at night, you know, by virtue of the number of hotel rooms, you know, it becomes quieter, it becomes, you know, sort of more of a small town. I think you know, it's a harder place to get to, but it keeps its character as a result. I'm standing in front of what was once the old Surf Hotel, another Victorian-era icon of Block Island that was given a top-to-toe refresh in 2019 by Lark Hotels, a boutique group in New England and California. Renamed the Block Island Beach House, the bartenders on the veranda just above me are known for their mudslides, a signature drink of summer on the block, while just up the road is the Hotel Manisas, which has been extensively restored and has an excellent garden terrace while the Spring House is a grand old place that stood in the same spot since the 1850s. So where for lunch? Of course, you start from the sea. My name's Paul Vitu. I own Deadeye Dicks and Dicks Fish and Provisions Fish Market on Block Island. And so we're stood in Dicks Provisions now. You've got an amazing array of very freshly caught seafood right in front of us. Where does this come from, Paul? Everything comes from local fishermen, and we supply our restaurant with it, so everything is uh, everything's moving really fast through here, so everything's fresh. We also roll sushi. We also have a lot of prepared goods and prepared salads that we make fresh daily. We also have a lot of produce from our garden out on the west side of the island. We produce a lot of our own vegetables, and we try uh, to sell them to... Uh, to everyone here on the island and then also provide the restaurant with uh, fresh vegetables for the menu. Now you've got to shoot off in a minute because you're going to go and get some more fish off a boat, aren't you? I got to go pick up some fish uh, in, in a few minutes, yeah. We've got some swordfish, uh, we've got some tuna, and uh, I believe we have some cod down there as well. Now you've been out here for 15 years. You've built multiple businesses out here, restaurants, hospitality, and now this market as well. What's kept you here, Paul? It's a great community, and uh, it's just a lovely place in the summer and the winter. We, we love it here in the winter as well. It's, it's quiet, but um, it's just different than any other place in the States I've really ever been to or lived at, and it's, uh, it's peaceful. So that's seafood covered. For coffee, I recommend Persephone's Kitchen in the center of New Shoreham, while the Ore has excellent views over the water. Michael Kiley's family own a row of noted restaurants in town, including a place that does American plates called Winfields. Mike is also a keen surfer who moved out here full-time 15 years ago. He takes me on a drive to show me some of his favorite surf breaks. I liked the quietness of the winter and then the beauty of the summer. And it's just such an epic spot. Like We go clamming, we go scalloping, so you snorkel for scallops in the pond. There's no movie theater out here. There's no, like, go-to sushi spot in the winter. You end up at friends' houses cooking dinner, drinking wine, and out here it's just different. All right, so we're just pulling onto a bit of a bluff here, aren't we? Looking out to this the ocean. This is an old mansion foundation, actually. Oh, yeah? This is Mansion Beach. As the sun is just starting to burn through the morning fog, we come across a man in a wetsuit who embodies something of the rough and ready spirit of Block Island. He's called Old Man Boogie by the locals, and I'm told he's out here, rain or shine, whenever there's a swell. There's a high speed coming in. I think there's swell from Tropical Storm Don filtering in, because it's like, it's like coming from the northwest. Yeah. Did you have a good session out there this morning? I had a great time. Uh, water's really warm. It's like ridiculously warm for July. Super warm. Yeah. I think kittens at low tide is going to be fun for a lot of people. Yeah. You can barely see the waves coming, you know. 
For Monocle in Block Island, I'm Chris Lord. And to get to Block Island, the fast ferry from Newport, Rhode Island, takes about an hour. Or you can sail from harbours in Long Island and Connecticut, as well as, of course, fly from airports across New England. Next up, it is time for the Travel Interrogator. So how about opening your dream hotel on the Sunsoak Med? It might sound wonderful or just plain overwhelming. Luckily, Maurizio Alacchio can prove that you can make it happen if you go about it in the right way. Alacchio is the general manager and co-founder of Borgo Sant'Andrea, the first new hotel to open on the Amalfi Coast in some 15 years. Maurizio explained more about his five-star hostelry and what you can expect as a guest. Back in 2017, we had an opportunity to buy this property on the Amalfi Coast together with my family at the end of November 2017. We finally bought this historical property on the coast. This was an existing hotel called Il Saraceno, opened firstly in 1972. It was in operation until 2014 closed for three years before we bought it and basically overall seven years since after four years of deep renovation we were able to do a soft opening by the end of July 2021. Last year was our first year of operation. This year we just opened five weeks ago. So this is a mix of great architecture and uh, most important, it reflects the beauty of the Italian design. From uh, an operation point of view, Borgo Sant'Andrea, it's the only five-star resort on the coast, or basically in Amalfi, with a private beach. We have three restaurants, 49 rooms, with the last four rooms that will be on the market in less than 10 days. A big sweet mix, if you imagine that out of the 49 rooms, we have 30 rooms and 19 suites. And out of the 19 suites, eight of them with a private pool. When we first bought the property, of course, you know, the beach has always been there. And also the two elevators. So imagine that we have two elevators that will bring you down to the beach club. But uh, this is uh, our, our next project. And the next project is to create uh, a very elegant beach club Nothing to do with uh, those beach clubs where you have people dancing on the table or uh, having loud music. Uh, Also, the beach club needs to uh, reflect our project, a very elegant and then very exclusive place where uh, our guests should feel the exclusivity of being a guest at Borgo Sant'Andrea. Of course, starting from this summer, we are going to open the beach club at night as well. We're going to have also a very sweet selection of guests that are not staying in the hotel, but as I said, very, very selective. Imagine that you wake up in the morning and the first thing that you see, it's uh, the blue of the mat. You start your day, uh, regardless whether you stay at Borgo Sant'Andrea or in a bed and breakfast or in one of, uh, of the top hotels. The beauty of the coast starts in the morning. You can decide to uh, take a small boat and going along the coast either way to Maiori or uh, opposite side to Positano, stopping to some of the different coves, starting from the Emerald Grotto 
having a swing in uh, a secluded corner that are just unbelievable. Another fantastic experience would be to have an early wake up in the morning and uh, going with a local fisherman to have a two hours of fishing, coming back, having breakfast, and then leave again with a scooter or uh, having someone that will bring you up to Bomerano and uh, starts the paths of God, this fantastic trekking experience that will bring you down to Positano. From Positano, take a water taxi, come back to Borgo, staying at the beach club, and enjoy the day until the sun goes down, and organize yourself for the evening, for a beautiful evening, either in one of our restaurants or going up to Ravello. It's really uh, every single day you have different options, and together with our concierge, we can organize every single tailor-made excursion. So it's really a, a paradise, you know, for those people that are looking for a very exclusive destination. I think that the Amalfi Coast is the place to be, the place to go. That was Maurizio Olachio of Borgo Sant'Andrea there. And that is it for today's programme. Thank you to our guests, Vera Mazzoni and Maurizio Olachio. Our producer was Tom Webb, our researcher was Monica Lillis, and our studio manager was Jack Dewars. If you have a question for the concierge, please do drop us an email on concierge at monocle.com. Join us next time when we'll be extolling the virtues of Lisbon, a painless thing to do indeed. For the time being, I've been Robert Bounds. Thank you very much for tuning in and happy travels. Happy travels.